Hello, and welcome to Archway's Western Civilization History Podcast. I'm your host, Marie Archway. On this podcast, we discuss the best of the West and what made the West different from the rest. On today's program, we'll be discussing Marathon and why running might be worse than actual death. Darius I was very upset with Greece. The whole concept was stupid. One of the city-states in his empire, his beautiful Persian empire, had just seized some land that Persia had told them not to take. And to make matters worse, these Ionians asked the city of Athens for help in their rebellion, in their utter disregard for the Persian throne. And to make it all worse, Athens did help them, and heaven help us, Persia looked very dumb with two itty-bitty city-states rebelling against its awesome might and power. And for this, Darius I held Athens in personal contempt and decided to embark on a mission to destroy it completely. And also the rest of Greece, too, but mostly Athens. Now, dear listener, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Very few places that conquer other places actually want to destroy them completely. Most of the time, they just want to absolve them into their empire and tax them and trade with them a lot of the time, and it's really not terrible. And with that, Darius was off. Off to conquer all of Greece. Now, when I was talking about conquering other cities... That is usually the case. However, Darius was so upset with all of Greece that he decided to sack and pillage and burn it all to the ground. He traveled from the Hellespont all down south, rampaging and taking down city after city after city. Things really came to a head when he conquered and sacked the city of Etraria and took everyone there prisoner. Unfortunately, the Etrarians, they had asked Athens for help, and Athens had only been able to provide so much aid. But they too, the Etrarians, fell to Darius and his rage. Eventually, the Persians brought their marvelous fighting force to the plain at Marathon. There, they hoped to slay all the Athenians and other Greeks who had stood in the way of their empire and their glory. Now, things did not look very good for the Athenians at Marathon. For one thing, they were severely outnumbered. The only allies they had were the Plataeans, another local but small city-state. Athens had initially asked Sparta for some assistance in this big, big battle and they sent their messenger, Pheidippides, to Sparta. Pheidippides 
poor guy ran 300 miles in two days. When he finally arrived at the Spartan city, he asked them, he begged them, please help Athens not die, cause Persia's gonna take everything down and you are gonna die if you don't help us. Unfortunately for Pheidippides, after two days straight of running and the death of everyone on the line, Sparta said, no, we can't, we can't go. We're having a religious holiday. We'd really love to be there at Marathon and we'd sure love to like not die and help all the Greeks not die, but we really can't come cause religious holiday. And with that answer, Pheidippides again had to run for two days straight back, back to Marathon. As an aside, the world record for longest distance run without stopping is 350 miles over three days. You can just think about that. Now the Battle of Marathon lasted for five days, and Pheidippides was gone for four of those days, uh, basically running all, all over Greece. But while Pheidippides, on his poor tired feet, was running, looking for aid for Athens and Plataea, something miraculous was happening. The Athenians were not losing. They were not losing to Persia, the superpower, the big, the big cheese. You see, Athens had a brilliant strategy. In battles, the main objective, especially in ancient battles, is to encircle your enemy. If you can be attacking them from all sides, they will die because you can't hold your sword at your front and your back and your side and your side. That's how armies lose. Athens pulled a dirty, dirty trick on Persia. They made their center very weak. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Marie, that's a terrible strategy is to make any part of your army weak. But no, no, no. You see, with a weak center, the Persian forces pushed deep into the Athenian army. However, what they were not expecting was the Greek horsemen on the edges that would run around behind the Persian army. And you know what would happen then. Those horsemen would start attacking the Persians from behind. And the Persians didn't see that coming. They couldn't turn around very fast in their chariots. Herodotus describes it this way, quote, The two sides fought for some time. By the midpoint of the battle, where the Persians were able to hold their place, they were successful and pushed the Greeks' backs. The Greek wings successful, the barbarians retreated, and the two wings merged into one by going after the successful Persian forces. They easily won, and the Persians fled. The Athenians killed any Persian stragglers, pushing them all the way back to the shore, getting a hold of the ships, and attempting to set them on fire. It was an astounding miracle. According to Herodotus, the Persians lost 6,400 men, and the Athenians only lost 192. Now, Herodotus is widely questioned for the accuracy of his numbers, but still that's a pretty staggering difference between death counts. Now, even though the Persians were retreating, not all was safe for Athens they were still in danger of a navy attack. The Athenians had to rush back home in order to defend their shores, 
And Persia was there, but they really didn't put up much of the fight and ended up deciding just to go home to Asia. A few days later, the Spartans, remember them? They came, and they were very ready to fight the Persians, but the Persians had left, the Athenians had pushed them off, and they went to Marathon and looked at the battlefield and said, good job, Athens. Now, you might be wondering, so is a marathon supposed to be like 300 miles? Is that, are we doing it wrong? And kind of, yeah. But Pheidippides, after running for basically four days straight to and from Sparta and back to Marathon, he ended up being the same messenger from sent from Marathon to Athens to tell them the good news that the Athenians were not gonna die that day and that they had routed the Persians and that there was victory. Like many marathon runners, Pheidippides really felt dead after running that far for that long and he promptly died immediately after telling Athens the good news. And after Pheidippides' death, the Athenians actually held their own marathons in commemoration of Pheidippides and the Battle of Marathon against the Persians. Now, other than modern marathons, what other takeaways are there from this battle? For one thing, it became this Athenian source of pride. The Athenians were proud for hundreds and hundreds of years after this battle and their victory. The Athenians also used their victory at Marathon to make alliances with other city-states and eventually formed the Delian League, which was supposed to defend the rest of Greece from Persia, but it kind of just led to Athens becoming its own empire and getting in a lot of fights with Sparta. Also, don't think that this is the last time you're gonna hear from the Persians, my dear listeners. The Persians took Marathon pretty personally and were very upset about it for a couple generations. And this Persian War leads to other attempts of Persia trying to get into that sweet, sweet Greece. As a whole, the Battle of Marathon is a classic underdog story, where little city-states band together to fight a giant empire who's intent on destroying democracy and good things as they know it. As always, thank you for listening, and that's history for ya! If you'd like to learn more about Greek history, I recommend reading the Histories by Herodotus and the essay Herodotus on Histories by J.A.S. Evans. If you're interested in supporting our show, keep listening to it. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media. Who's to say? We've also designed a little bit of a Google form so that you, our listeners, can tell us what topics and subjects and places and people you're interested in for when our, we do our history podcast. I've put the link to the Google form in the description for this episode. As an additional note, we'd love to thank our parents, Nana and Papa Archway, for providing us better recording equipment for this podcast and also listening to it regularly. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I'm Marie Archway, and I'll see you next time.